0: You can turn you turn your, your Bibles to our verse of the week. Actually, uh, John chapter nine, verse number four. And I'm not going to give you the theme right now. Um, meant to tol- tell Brother the butch. You just kind of yeah, just hold off. I'll will t- let you know when. But um, I never I never use our new bulletin covers and all until after we have had our vision night Sunday and and look at the theme and why that theme uh and then of course next sunday we'll start the new bulletin covers and all but um as we we look at last year <clears throat> this past year 2023 our theme for 2023 was sowing the seed and uh, and and I will tell you um the the sowing the seed theme when when the lord laid on my heart that that was 2023 was to be a year where um if If we never saw fruit, we were still going to be focused on taking every opportunity to sow the seed. And sometimes it's giving the gospel. Sometimes it's doing that which would soften a heart to even be open to hearing the gospel. I mean, sometimes you have to invest and invest and invest and invest, and then one door of opportunity will open itself to you, and that individual is willing to Give ear to what you say because you have spent time investing in them. Regardless, every bit of that is sowing seed. Um, We don't always get to see the harvest, but whether or not we see the fruit of the labor, we are called to be sowers of truth, sowers of the seed. And we, we had looked at last year, um, the fact that one went out to sow, and uh, and he just sowed the seed. He 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 didn't have a chance to be picky as to where he put it. And, and though the picture kind of points out kind of hand-planting to a degree, when you are sowing um, seed in, in a way, if you're doing a, a massive field or even looking at, at the biblical aspect of seeing the sower and the seed— um, the the sower just had a bag of seed, and he, they just walked up and down. They just cast the seed out. Uh, they did not hand choose every piece of ground. They did not hand pick how deep the seed went and where where it was laid. And they, all all the sower was responsible for was taking the seed and making sure that it got cast out for opportunity. And, and that's what 2023 for for our church was, was all about, was just sowing the seed, just using the available opportunities that God gives us to reach people, to help people, to encourage people, ultimately to get the gospel to individuals around us and around the world, to have a, a, a more uh, driven mentality about being a sower of the seed of, of truth, and may I say, ultimately, the sower seed of hope—hope hope found in Christ. By the way, when you talk about sowing the seed of hope, that is both for the lost and for the saved. Hope of salvation uh, to the to the lost, hope to salvation, but then also. Uh, the hope that comes from knowing that you're saved. And sometimes the child of God just needs that reminder of hope and, and the encouragement that we have. And that was, uh, that was 2023. And, uh, and may I say our focus to a degree was every little bit works to help towards the desired fruit of the labor. And, uh, and in 2023, we, we saw some fruit. We did some things that we've never done before. We did some, some larger, the, the tent revival and um, mass, even the tent revival was one of those time frames where um, I, I saw some fruit that I wasn't expecting. The very first, uh, very first service of the tent revival, Sunday morning, um, we had uh, our, our roofer, that has done so much work, and I've worked with him constantly and talked with him several times. Um, didn't expect them. I, I mean, of course, I invited all the ones that we are involved with um, through, throughout our, the weeks of service and all and, and all that we're doing. I mean, we run into each other. I invite them. I let them know what's going on. But I, I never thought that Stephen Burnett would show up, much less show up with his family. And then he came and... They were there Sunday morning with us, seemed to really enjoy the service. Um, But later on found out that he personally, from his business, gave a, a sizable amount to make sure that the expenses of the meeting were covered. That's a reinvestment in the investment in somebody's life. That was one of those blindsided. Never expected that. Never saw that one coming. Um, but you you get to see the results of just building a testimony with people, and, and 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 corresponding and working with people, and just little seeds of encouragement, little seeds of sowing, and who knows where all of that will will go from from uh, that point forward, even. In their family, but as a whole, we, we saw those kind of scenarios take place and, and doing some things that we we've never stepped out and done before, such as the, the tent revival, and it was a sweet and and, and wonderful time together, going Sunday to Sunday, uh, in that that tent revival. And many folks have said over and over again how much help they received through that. But as a whole, we we saw several. Professions of faith here at the church, um, uh, out on visitation uh, all, all last year. And may I say, we, we don't see a lot on visitation, but you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you keep sharing, you keep sharing, you keep sowing, you keep sowing. And eventually something is going to fall on the good ground and going to spring forth and get to see the fruit. And we got to see some of that this year, just in professions of faith alone. But then we had another year of five plus baptisms. Doesn't sound huge, but I believe it's our third year in a row of five or more um, baptized throughout the year. Always, uh, the Lord will allow even more than that. I I love it, but we're not here for numbers. We're here for um, changed lives, people People seeing and desiring a whole different direction in fellowship with the Lord, and it—if uh, you measure according to numbers, then you're measuring according to humanistic viewpoint. But if you're measuring according to uh, the difference made in a life, then uh, then you you have something that actually lasts more than just um, pop-up growth. Um, and so, again, not against growth, but um, I'm thankful that we've seen another, another consistent year of not only seeing more professions of faith, but also seeing more baptisms. And it's always good to to have a uh, year after year the water stirred, amen. But uh, we've seen additions to the church family. Um, we've uh, we've seen, and this is a, this is a big one for me. We this year we had, we had a bus route that was was growing in the early part of 2023. It was exciting um, and starting to look and think maybe we had to get another bus because it was starting to grow so big. And then as bus bus ministries happen, um, you know, uh, certain kids move to a different state and uh, and then others uh, flip over here into a different area. And, and next thing you know, uh, they're no longer in, in our area. They, they're about 40 minutes away and so they can't make it. And uh, we went from um, from having a full bus and, and a, a, about to look at me to do something different um, to hit, summer hit, and we literally went from one Sunday having a great number to the next Sunday and following Sundays, nothing. I mean, it just died in a heartbeat. And we were, you know, honestly, it, it's discouraging. You go out over and over and over again, and it gets discouraging as you're watching Uh, and and trying and and praying and said Lord we're we're sowing the seed where where's the fruit from it Um, and then turned around with a little bit of time went back and visited some kids that had stopped coming come to find out they had been wanting to come again for quite some time and something happened in communication and they left messages but we never got them we just decided wife wife and uh, Uriah and them decided you know we're going to go back and we're going to go visit them again and Sure enough, there it was. They were all excited that we didn't forget them. And we came back. The very Sunday that uh, that Jaden and his sister came back on the bus, that very Sunday, Jaden got saved at the Sunday school. Yeah. You know, that just and you just all of a sudden you, you, that moment you think it's not working. And then it turns around. And the Lord brings some people back, and that Sunday, boom, you start seeing things take place in lives that you, you were wondering about before because it just didn't seem to be interest, and then when they come back, the difference is made. Um, and, and then uh, got to baptize Jaden. It's a big boy to baptize. Um, but through all of that even, you know, we've seen a, a growing junior church numerous decisions made. Brother Jared has done an excellent job in working with those kids. Y'all, all of you that have children, that your children or grandchildren go downstairs and go to junior church, you ought to go by and give him a great big hug because he helps. He's like, no, oh, please, 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 no. But um, he, he helps you be able to pay attention and just enjoy the services um, and not have to worry worry about the children, but they, but they are getting fed and they're they're getting what they need and they're they're learning and growing and it's obvious by the number over this past year that have said I don't know Christ is my savior and gotten it settled. It's been I'm not trying to pump him up, but Lord's using him to have an effect in the lives of the next generation. And we've seen, we've seen a little bit of that, that gap filled with the ministry there now. And then, of course, we have just countless, we, we, we couldn't uh, get enough time tonight to go over and to rehearse individually all the countless opportunities that everyone has had to just sow a little seed, sow a little seed, sow a little seed. I think Brother Bob Ford talks to me every single week about some more seed you keep throwing out there some of it gets thrown back at you, but, um, but opportunity, 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 never fail to cast the seed out and at least give it a chance. As long as the seed remains in the bag, it's not useful. But if the seed is cast, it has a chance to take root and see fruit. And that's what 2023 was about. Let me, let me do this very quickly, and we're gonna, I'm going to get into the message tonight. And, and our focus, but let's go back to year one, all right? 2019, we came here in 2018, the, the latter part. So 2019 was our, our first time of, uh, of a theme, and um, the theme was on purpose, all to the glory of God. That is the foundational understanding of what this church is about, any church is about, any ministry is about. Uh, As a whole, if it becomes anything but to the glory of God, then we have taken control of it ourselves and we're trying to steal what belongs to him. And so therefore, that is the foundational basis of this ministry of God's people here at Bethel is we're going to make sure that all that is done brings him glory and points people to Christ and uh and so all to the glory of God was our very first year. Now you're going to find this was not planned. Some of these I had in mind. I just didn't know when and where to put them together. And as 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 time went on, um they they the Lord gave me clarity before the next year. I'm thankful he gave it to me before the next year happened because sometimes I was wondering how long he's going to make me go before having confidence in something, but Um, This past year, 2023, was the first time that he gave me two years at one time. 2023 and this year's themes, I had at the same moment, and I knew exactly what they were supposed to be. Um, And I didn't know why, but I found out about halfway through 2023 why 2024 is what it is. But all to the glory of God is where it started. The next year in 2020, you know, the year of COVID, when it really started, and uh, little did I know the whole idea of seeing the invisible was going to be a little more real than I was in, anticipating. You know, uh, COVID hits, poof! <laughs> uh, you're, try, you're trying to hold on to everything possible, trying to throw fish lines out there and catch everybody. Um, you know, you're, you're having church. There is one thing that happened across this nation. Churches on the inside, if you went inside and had church, preachers were preaching to the invisible. because there was nobody hardly in the pews, and uh, again, it one of those things where God gave me the theme, and the, the goal was to encourage the church in 2020, we were just starting to see the Lord begin to bless and do some things and kind of bring us out of that, um, that, that uh, we, we had more than one foot in the grave, uh, for those of you that were here back, back in those first little, that first little bit, but um, uh, the Lord had blessed and we began to 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 see some things taking place and and then it was not just saying a, I, I, I wish we could be like the old days, uh, like the days that I remember, the days that I I we used to have. Uh I used boy when we first moved here, that's all I ever heard. Oh, we used to this. Oh, we used to that. Oh, you should have seen this place back in the day. Oh, you should have seen you, oh you should have. <laughs> Y'all are not helping, all right? Um, you know, we're scratching and clawing trying to get this thing, you know. The, the train is sitting on the track, but it's cold steel sitting there without any energy whatsoever. It's like, somebody put some coal in the engine, you know, light this thing up. I feel like we just got doused with water. and and But everybody was, you know, and again, nothing, nothing against it, but everybody was, was looking to the past, wishing they could see, it somehow just magically pop into appearance again. But we had to get we had to get away from hoping that we could go backwards. Because you don't go backwards to get forwards. You can learn from the past but the 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 Bethel Baptist church of old days cannot be the Bethel Baptist church of today. We can learn from the old days we can glean from some of the old days and we can appreciate those things from the past, but we cannot be the past. We must be what we are meant to be now. So, what are we meant to be now? And that's what seeing the invisible was all about seeing and what we hope to see. You have to be able to believe to see that which right now is kind of a hazy fog of wishful and hopeful thinking, and then see that through faithfulness come to fruition and see God move away the mist and reveal to you and Bethel Baptist Church, hey, <laughs> we're going somewhere. We're, we're growing again. We're being used of God again missions is growing again and all these different things so that was 2020 being able to believing to see that which is maybe not visible at the moment but by faith can be revealed and understood as the Lord begins to work so 2020 so all to the glory of God believing to see uh, seeing the invisible and then 2021 was fashioned for service. And again, it keeps building. It wasn't on purpose, but it, it just happened. Um, it's supposed to be the foundation of, uh, that God gets the glory, uh, if, if you're going to get anywhere for him, you're going to have to believe. You have to be able to see the invisible. It may not be something by, f- you know, by, by sight we see, but it might be by faith we have to trust God's going to do something. But then also, uh, we have to understand we're fashioned for service. We're not fashioned to sit back and just hope God takes care of it. We're designed, we're fashioned. He has formed us to be involved. He has formed us to serve. God uses his people to further his work. God uses his people to get the gospel out. He doesn't just use people sitting in pews saying, Lord, please send somebody. He uses his people sitting in the pews saying, Lord, please send somebody. And if it's me, send me but not just sitting in pews, but being active where we are while also sending those whom God has called to go afar, to go to other places. I'm active where I am, but I'm helping those to get to other places where God has called them as well. And so we're fashioned for service. We're not supposed to sit, soaking sour. We're supposed to be busy about the work. And so it's all to the glory of God. got to to be able to see the invisible and trust by faith God's going to accomplish it, but not just because we asked him to, but because we're willing to serve. fashioned for service. And then 2022 uh, was staying the course. That was our 150th year anniversary of the church. And uh, again, the focus was how did we get to 150 years surviving? That's actually a, a milestone that not many places make. Not many churches survive, uh, and and Bethel has seen its uh, several opportunities of being a casualty of situations and circumstance. May I even say we know it, we might as well just say it. uh, Bethel, like many churches over that many years, has had its opportunities to fold because of sin. And yet God preserved himself, a people, And a church, a body that could go forward and and got to celebrate 150 years old. And should the Lord uh, uh, delay his coming and not return immediately and he give another 150? How do you get another 150 past your first 150? You stay the course. You don't try to waver. You don't try to find a faster track. You just stay the course. Uh, the, the old paths haven't led us wrong yet. It may not get you there as, as fast as the miracle grow version of churches today, but the miracle grow version doesn't always mean it's nutritious. It just poof. And as fast as it can poof, it can go poof. We're just going to stay the course. So how are we going to continue on? Well, we're going to make sure it's all the glory of God. We're going to have faith to see the invisible. We're going to understand that we are fashioned to be the servants, God's servants to serve in order to see him do the work. We're just going to stay the course and keep going the direction we're supposed to go. Keep our eyes fixed where he has us going. For him, then last year was sowing the seed. We're staying the course. What is the course? The purpose for which we are here. I must be about my father's business. What is that? The gospel. Getting the gospel next door, at work, around the world. Getting the gospel out. So as you can see, these things have just, um, I have to say by God's design, have just fallen in place. This year, um, as, as we see the, all the glory of God, seeing the invisible, fashion for service, stay in the course, sowing the seed, And this year, because I I believe we are closer now than we've ever been to the return of Christ. I've been convinced, and I could be completely wrong. He might might have 5, 10, 15 years before he comes back. I don't see it. Too many things happening, too many things that's always been talked about but never actually seen. We're seeing it. Worldwide, we're seeing it. And I believe that our our time is is getting closer and closer and closer. Our time of opportunity is almost over. And if we're going to sow the seed, what we have to understand is I believe for 2024, what we need to be focused on is uh, is this. Go ahead and show that. This is going to be our our theme for this year, for such a time, for such a time. You look at all that we've we focused on each year as we just went over that, realizing how close we are to the end. Um, if you were to use that sands of time scenario, time is almost out. And by the way, um, an hourglass is actually a very good way to present that because you ever played? Um, is it Pictionary? And there's several other games where the hourglass is used—the little sands or sugar or whatever in there. I don't know. I never broke it up to test test it out and see. My luck would be salt. As a kid, I always wanted to—is it sugar? Is it sugar? And you know, I would have gotten the salt instead of the sugar or some white nasty sand, but. As a whole, when you, when you turn that upside down, y'all ever noticed you ever playing the game and you're not on the team that's playing right now, you're on the other team? As soon as it goes over, you ever had that person you've played the game with that likes to cheat? I know that's not us, but somebody else always likes to cheat. And they sit there and they um, try to, nobody's looking, tap tap that little bottle to see if it'll, you know, go faster, 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 faster. But you ever notice that even though when you first turn it over, it looks like it's not going anywhere. I mean, it just, just, you see sand falling, but it doesn't like, it's not, it's not going anywhere. I mean, there's nothing reducing from the top end. It's, I see sand, but there's, there's no reduction whatsoever. But then as you watch a little bit and it gets about halfway down, then you start noticing a little little bit of, of movement. And then it gets a little bit further down and you start seeing this little hole form in the top, right in the center of that middle, and that hole starts forming. And before you know it, as you're watching, you go from the first time it's flipped over, you can't hardly see anything dropping that much, to as it gets close to the end, you're watching it, and within a split second, whoosh, oh, the, there was that much left. You ever been on the team that was trying to win in the last minute, and you looked at it and like, we got just a couple more seconds, and you get you go to give one more guess, and uh, time's up. What? I just I I just looked. I had a, I had a couple of seconds. Well, no, it's over. It's gone. Because as it nears the end of that little funnel, as it nears the end, as it gets really close to the end, the last little bit just disappears. May I say, the closer and closer we get to the return of Christ, the sands of time and the situations of our world, you ever noticed how things begin to Explode exponentially. I mean, it just—it goes from being a little here, little there to all of a sudden, it just overnight, boom. And it's—I mean, you're hearing this, that. I mean, it's all over the place. By the way, the Bible talks about earthquakes and 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 uh, catastrophic events and things taking place, signs of the time and different things going on. But then wars and rumors of wars and lots of things happening. By the way, we've heard. there's been lots of that already um, throughout the years, but there's never been a time frame where it literally captivates everything around us. And in any given moment, you hear four, five, six new things happening. Go to bed tonight, wake up the next morning, and there could be a whole switch of situations from the other side of the world that have taken place while we slept, and things that we never thought we'd ever see. That and much more has happened in a matter of a very short period of time. What is it? We're getting closer and closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ when it comes to not his return of his foot placed down to conquer and to rule and reign as king of kings and lord of lords, but that return, that time frame of what is the rapture, calling out of the church and the starting of... The tribulation period, as time is sifting out, it seems to be pushing faster and faster. And before we know it, like a thief in the night, boom, it's going to happen. That's why you would think that for such a time, shouldn't we be going to the book of Esther and using the phrase? You know, who knows, but, but for such a time as this. Um, that is the idea uh, of, of, the, of the, the phrase for such a time. But as a whole, the, the verse that the Lord laid on my heart was John 9, 4. I must work Christ himself, Jesus Christ himself speaking, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. By the way, Does that not sound like it could go with last year's theme as well? Okay. Second half of that verse, the night cometh when no man can work. We are here for such a time. We have a job to do in this time. And there's not much time left like i said when when the Lord laid on my heart the theme for twenty twenty three He also laid on my heart the theme for twenty twenty four at the same time and i it wasn't no it was no confusion as to which one was to be first. What kind of confused me is I've never had confidence like that in two separate years at that moment. i mean, I kind of knew i this sounds boastful I'm not trying to to be off with this but um, I kind of knew we were going in in 2024 because God gave me a theme for it. I know it sounds horrible. I wasn't going to say it until we got here, okay? But uh, but we're in 2024, so now I can say it. You know, that way I don't have to worry about being a false prophet. <clears throat> but I, I I had a gut feeling that you know we're we're going to make it to 2024. We're going to see 2024 because he had given me confidence personally for our church. That 2023 was sowing the seed, 2024 was for such a time. Now, do we make it out of 2024 before he takes his church out of here? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even so, come Lord Jesus. <laughs> Is it, the Lord could come back any moment for his church. We should be living every day as though he could come back not just tomorrow morning, he could come back before I go to bed tonight. That's the way we're supposed to live. Which means that when you go to the grocery store or you stop at a gas station tonight, be sure that you give something to somebody. And let them know that the, be- the, the most important information about life is found on the back. Church information is good too, but the back is the most important. Can you answer the question, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? You know, when you see somebody tonight, if you stop anywhere other than just go from here to home, if you stop anywhere, if God gives you a flat tire, I know we hate those, right? I don't want to get home. I don't want to have a flat tire. What am I going to do now? And then God brings people by our way to help us out and all we do is gripe and complain about the flat tire and totally forget and didn't realize that he gave, God gave me a flat tire and brought a stranger by my way. What am I supposed to do with that? Maybe share the truth? Sow some seed? In that time. For such a time. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. Can you go with me to two passages of scripture and then we'll be wrapped up tonight? And I'm hoping that y'all are catching the vision the Lord has given me. And this is not some bombastic, crazy, exciting, it's more of a... Serious, somber, and, you know, let, let this be a solemn thought. What time we have left, God placed me here for a purpose. And I need to be faithful with my time in this time. And, and go with me to Second Peter chapter 2 very quickly. 2nd Peter t- t- chapter 2. And may I I'll just say it this way. I'm going to give you here's here's the the gist of our message tonight. The fact that as as we begin 2024, we are facing unprecedented times and the fact that we are is painfully obvious. If your head's not buried in the sand, you can see it. You can feel it. We're not, by the way, we're not supposed to be caught unawares. We are are the children of light. We're supposed to be able to see it coming. Christ returning, the thief in the night, even even coming to catch away his bride is not to be something that is to catch God's people off guard. By the way, go go to, I don't have time to preach this as a whole, but if, if you study out, the, the marriage process of Jewish individuals, of Israel. started about the old-fashioned marriage process, not the modern-day marriage, but the old-fashioned marriage process. When the groom was away preparing a place for his bride, the bride was to be home, ready at all times, not knowing when, but not surprised when she hears the trumpets of a caravan coming to get her. When the sound of her beloved was in a distance, it wasn't to catch her off guard. And be like, oh my goodness, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. That, that's girls today. I'm not ready. I need four more hours to do my makeup. Okay, that's that's today. But that's not, that's not the way it was that she was to be ready at all. All times, though she was unaware as to when, it was not to catch her off guard because she was to be anticipating his return. The picture for us is the same with Christ. We are the bride anticipating at any moment, I'm going to hear the trump. At any moment, there's going to be a call saying, Come with me. I want to show you the place I've prepared. So it shouldn't be catching us off guard but may I say God placing us in this place at th- this time is not a mistake on his part. Some people look and say, "Well, it was so much, don't tell me, but it's so much easier to build a church back in the 70s and 80s." Yeah, wasn't it? 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, you had your challenges, but I mean, some of the Biggest independent Baptist churches, some of the biggest works. Some, of the, I mean, there, there were some, there, the heydays. I mean, this church here ran 600 back in the 80s, 90s. Bus routes, three, four, five bus routes. You walk, you just drive up to an area and honk a horn. And here they come out like cockroaches. I mean, you don't get permission slips. The parents are like, please, y'all go get on the bus. Okay. I, I, I remember uh, as a teenager in the, in the 90s and all helping doing bus routes and stuff, and we, we were able to build, we built some good-sized bus routes down Ocean Springs. I say we built, we, we worked hard, the Lord built it, but we worked hard and saw some, some good-sized bus routes. Half the time, though, I spent more time trying to encourage the parents to actually join the kids. I didn't have a problem getting kids. It's not the same today. We didn't have, we had technology, but we didn't have technology, you know. When it came to getting outside, the parents were more than happy to send them off. Go, get out of here, get, take them to church, they need it. With my reply was, and so do you. But as a whole, things are not the same today as they were back then. The process of what you do today does not, does it still work? Yes, it just takes four to five times the effort. People are harder today than they used to be. People are pickier today than they used to be. You have to accomplish things today. You've got to show them. They want to go window shopping. And if you don't have a flashy uh, presentation and a flashy look and, and everything comfortable and everything wonderful and everything sugary and, and, boy, just make me feel good when I leave. I'll give you a cup of coffee with a double dose of, of caffeine and you'll be feeling pretty hyped up by the time you leave. But it, today's mentality is totally, I'll, just, I'll let, I'll let brother, brother Uriah make the coffee. That'll do you in right there, all right? But as a whole, the the, the attitude and the atmosphere of today is not the attitude and atmosphere of the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. It has changed. It was already changing before 2020. And after we went through COVID, it's like it it put a death blow on some things. And the heart attitude of mankind just... I don't feel like it. I don't have to. And that's within the church. That's not even the outside. That's just the church. And I'm not saying that's here. I'm just saying it's everywhere. So is today a different generation than it used to be? Oh, yeah. Did God make a mistake in putting you and I in this generation? No. Sometimes you look and say, why, Lord? Why Why couldn't I be back when it was... Like the heyday, that would be awesome. Well, God didn't intend for me to be back in that time frame doing the ministry back then. God placed me where he has me, when he has me, for such a time as this. He has equipped, we're not equipped of ourselves, but he has promised to equip his people for the time frame he puts them in and the generation he gives them to reach. Bible says in 2 Peter, in, in uh, chapter 2, I'm not even there myself. 2 Peter t- chapter 2 in verse number 9, very simple verse, y'all know it. It says the, the Lord, um, nope, that's not it. I said 2 Peter 2.9, might be 1 Peter 2.9. Yes, 1 Peter 2.9, not 2 Peter. Typo, I tell you what. i might to have to get with my typist. <clears throat> Second, uh, first Peter chapter two and verse number nine. This is actually where I'm going. It Says, "But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of His uh, of Him who hath called you out of darkness unto into His marvelous light." Now, what I want to focus on is that first phrase. "But ye are a chosen generation." You realize each generation is a unique generation. And yes, we are a chosen people as a whole. But in this church right now, there are multiple generations represented. Some of us are in our in the older years of life. Some of us uh, in the prime years of influential life. Some of us still trying to have a life. I mean, right, kids, teenagers, young adults. But um, as a whole, you have you have those, Pastor Schmidt. Uh, your, your time ain't up, you're still here, you're still breathing, but your, your peak, and we've talked about it, but your peak influential time frame of life, it, it, to a degree, not, not that you can't influence now, but your peak involved, active, influential, all the things you would like to do, you can personally do, is in your rearview mirror doesn't mean that you don't have influence and ability and and opportunity today, but it's shifted and it's changed a little bit. But you're not, as a whole, though a piece of reaching this generation, you are not of this generation right now. You're of a previous generation, and all of you within that same age and all, 'all you're of a different generation, though you still have a chance to influence this one. However, my age group, uh, I, I, Brother Rick, I'm going to put you, put, put, I'm going to put y'all together. Uh, and and, uh, and, and, and um, um, Brother Jerome, Miss Beth, and uh, Grace, I better stop. I'm going to get myself in trouble. There's a whole bunch of us, okay? Um, we are kind of, we're, we're at that point of reaching the peak of our abilities at this point blink twice and we'll be leaving our peak of opportunity of physical abilities and all to do that which God calls us us to do every single day. And there's another generation coming behind us that are still looking to reach their peak of opportunity. But each generation of God's people is a chosen generation that God has specifically decided to use for that time frame this generation somebody said this generation of saints is responsible for reaching this generation of sinners we must be faithful with the generational time that god has put us in and here's the last just two points Go with me to John chapter 15, the book of John. Now, this I know should be right, and it's not first, second, or third. It's the regular John, okay? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, John 15, and verse number six. So God did not make a mistake in placing you at this point, at this time, in this generation or in your the generation that, that, that you are uh, uh, in the realm of, in your age, age bracket, God did not make a mistake of putting you in that age group with those individuals or still, whether still having you here or you're still looking for whatever, how long is God going to give me an opportunity before he returns? He did not make a mistake of putting us at this point, at this time, for this purpose. We are here for such a time. It may not be the time, that, time frame looking at what has been and looking at what we're facing now, and what we might be facing later, looking at all that. It may not be the time frame that we personally would have chosen if we had the option. But God didn't ask us. He just said, uh, I, I, I choose you there. I've got a purpose for you there. And that, that's where we're going next. Not only are we are chosen generation, but we are chosen for a purpose. John 15, verse 16. Jesus said, I, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. By the way, this matches for every generation, but you should adopt it and, 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 and take it right now. I am where God wants me to be, I am in the time frame God's want, God wants me to be in. And he has chosen me and ordained me that I should go and bring forth fruit. It goes on to say, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Keep it in context. He didn't say that whatsoever car ye shall ask for in my name, the Father will give it to you. Keep it in context. That you should go forth, bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Then it says that anything you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. What is the asking? Look at the context. Lord, would you give me opportunity to witness to that person? Lord. Would you give me opportunity to plant some seed over here? Lord, would you give me opportunity to sow over here and sow over there? Lord, you put me here at this time and in this situation, surrounded by this environment and this world and this society. Lord, I need you to give me the opportunity to be faithful to sow the seed and faithful to plant that which you have placed in my hands, the truth of your word, the truth of who you are, the opportunity to witness to people, the opportunity to help people, the opportunity to build my testimony as a Christian for the glory of God. Lord, you've put me here for this purpose. you put me here for this time. And, Lord, I want to be faithful with my time. I want to be faithful with my generation. I want to be faithful where you have me. I can't do it alone. I can't figure it out. It's harder now than it's ever been. Lord, it's not the time frame that I personally would have chosen, but it's the time frame you've chosen for me. Lord, I need your help because I want to be fruitful. Yeah. So in Jesus' name, will you help me that I might be faithful in such a time as this, that I might be fruitful fruitful for Christ in such a time as this. And in that context, if we're willing to understand we're chosen for this time and we're chosen for a purpose in this time, in that context, anything that I ask of the Father through Jesus, he may give it you. Why? Because only one will ever get the glory for salvation. That's the Lord. Only one is ever going to get the glory for changed lives. That's the Lord. May I say, only one should ever get the glory for a growing ministry. And that's the Lord. What better time to rejoice over growth and and what what you see the lord doing in lives than in a time frame when it's darker than it's ever been we're battling uphill but do you know some of the greatest battles that are still talked about today if you look at the battles in in wars the greatest battles were the impossible ones that were won when nobody said they could take the, you you can't take that hill you You can't do that. That's impossible. You'll never get it. It's a suicide mission. Yet the biggest battles that are talked about yet still today, the biggest ones they make movies about are the impossible scenarios. Because somebody said, I'm here for such a time as this. And I'm just going to put my hand to the plow. And I'm going to trust, in a spiritual sense, I'm going to trust God to give me the ability to do what he's put me here to do for him. I can give you a list of people in the Bible. Gideon, Esther, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Mary and Joseph. John the Baptist, Stephen, John Mark. The one who who left, Paul said, get rid of caused division between Paul and Barnabas because Barnabas wanted to take Mark. And Paul said, "Uh uh-uh, no, he turned back and went the other way. Mark had a hard time with the first journey. He had a hard time sticking with it. But later on, Paul says, bring bring Mark with you because he's profitable. Later on, you find that uh, even John Mark um, reached a point where he realized, this is not an easy time, but it's my time. It's the time God has me in. Stephen, Philip, backside of the desert. Talking to an Ethiopian eunuch. God's timing. Peter, Timothy, Titus. Even John on the Isle of Patmos. You want to talk about a rough time? As goes the, the historical aspect of it. Um, they tried to kill him by boiling him in oil. And when he wouldn't die, they exiled him on an island. Doesn't say they gave him food, water, nothing. They just exiled him and hoped that he's going to eventually die out there. And yet he was with the Lord in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And we have an entire book of prophecy that backs up Old Testament prophecy about what's to come because one man was faithful in such a time as God chose to put him and in such a circumstance that God chose to put him through. So this year, in believing that the return of Christ for his bride is nigh even at hand, the closer it gets, the darker things become But don't let the darkness scare you. You have been chosen for such a time. And God will equip those who are focused on the purpose He has for them. He will equip those who are focused to accomplish what He desires for such a time. So we're going to keep sowing the seed. And we're gonna focus that 2024 is a reminder that God has placed us here for such a time. We are, I'm not saying just Bethel, but God's people, those who are saved, are the last line of defense for truth in the darkness. Jesus is coming for his bride very soon. Let's not be found twiddling our thumbs When he returns, let's be found faithful in such a time as this.